The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast for Sunday, December 29th, 2019. I am Andrew Hansen. Happy to be joined today by Miles Hartley. And Miles, it's been a couple weeks. How has your holiday season been going? Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. I missed you last time because we were hosting a Christmas party. So uh, Andy jumped on the pod there and I appreciate that a bunch. Um, it's been good. Um, you know, I did end up working throughout the entire uh, Christmas and Boxing Day, but since I worked the nights, it wasn't too bad. So, you know, got home Christmas morning from work and was able to do uh, opening presents and stuff with my girlfriend and then went and passed out for a couple hours. And then her family came over and we uh, had a Christmas dinner here. So it was pretty good. How was your uh, Christmas there? Oh, it was fun. Yeah, I was up in Maine with family. And uh, just a lot of relaxing, good food and drink and family packages, some hoops. So, so good day for sure. No dogs or birds around, though. I know those are your two mascots, Donut and Kumo. How's that crew doing? Uh, they're doing pretty good. But, yeah, Donut's uh, away with the girlfriend right now at her uh, family's place. And uh, Kumo's here with me. So we'll see if she chimes in a few times or not. But I'm hoping she stays a little quieter than she did in other pods. <laughs> well, okay, so we only have one mascot that might chime in. That's Kumo, if if anybody hears anything. We we know who it is. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, before we get into these five games, I want to mention my bookie because in addition to this hoops season that we're in the middle of, we've got a lot of NFL and college football happening, NFL playoffs coming up. We're in the middle of bowl season. And if you've got a feeling on some of those games and how they're going to turn out, I bet you do, then head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry, and they've got fastest payouts, best promotions, very helpful 24-7 customer service team. So if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. We know that Coach Sarvati has taken my bookie up on that offer, and you can you can too. All you have to do is use our promo code DFS today to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code DFS today to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, and get paid. That's how it works at at my bookie. And we also want to sh- give a shout out to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. The way it works with them is you order their coffee. It comes in a jiffy. You drink it. You feel amazing. Everyone around you feels better because you're in a better mood. So uh, certainly recommend them. You can find them at HawaiianIsles.com or just go to Amazon, search them out. A couple clicks and you'll have your coffee very quickly. And uh, I know I got three bags here a couple days ago, and it was a very nice delivery. So I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about this five-game slate, Miles. And as we usually do here on Sunday, we start with a showdown slate. This time around, it's the Oklahoma City Thunder traveling to Toronto. So we are in in Canadian soil here for this one, as you are. So I know you're going to have some extra 
helpful insight on this matchup. It is a close spread of two and a half points. Toronto, the favorite over under is at two twelve and a half. And the news on the Oklahoma city side is that Schroeder's going to be out for the first time this season over on Toronto side. We've got Siakam Gasol and Powell still out. So we'll get into that rotation in a minute, but why don't you start out with your thoughts on the thunder? Yeah, so on the Thunder side, I'm liking uh, Steven Adams a bunch in this matchup. I'm going to be throwing my captain's spot because he's only 10,800 to put there. And without Siakam and Gasol, um, their front court um, defense has just plummeted. Um, so before those two were out, they were ranked in the top four against centers. Where do you think they rank now over the last seven days? Um, how about... In the 20s somewhere, bottom 10. They're in the bottom four. Ooh, okay. Yeah. They have plummeted. So without Gasol in there, it's uh, been a big hit. And then without Siakam, it's also just, yep, yeah, it's uh, not a good situation for them. So I expect Adams to do pretty well in this matchup. Um, and he's been playing great lately. His minutes are back up. He seems healthy. Um, been getting those double doubles. He's been putting up a bunch of blocks, and also without uh, even uh, Gallinari out there, he'll be getting even more rebounds. Um, and then I also like Chris Paul and Shai Gilligas Alexander, just because, like you said, Dennis Schroeder's out. There'll be more minutes to go around at the point guard position. Um, I don't really see anybody else on this team that I'm really liking. Um, I mean, Terrence Ferguson has been getting a bunch of minutes, but not doing too much with them. And same with, uh, is it Darius Baisley? Yes. This other guy? Yeah. Not a huge fan of those two. I'd rather go look at the Toronto side for some of those uh, cheaper ancillary pieces. And uh, we'll see if you talk about those ones, and I'll pass on over to you. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on Ferguson and Baisley. They just, they just don't do it for me. They're not... Not very good at shooting, which is important. Ferguson's okay from three-point distance, but he just doesn't put put up many stats. It's it's plain and simple. Um, I'm glad you shared those stats on Adams, and that that changes things a little bit for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna weight him more heavily here in these lineups for sure. I like that stat, and I don't know I don't know if I'll put a lineup in that does not have both Chris Paul and Shea in it. Um, I think they're just going to have to play a few extra minutes. They are not on a back-to-back, which is rare on this Sunday card. So we got to we got to take advantage of that. Uh, so you mentioned Toronto, uh, so I'll get into them a little bit. They had an interesting game today in Boston, and the thing that jumped out to me is that two guys fouled out. OG and Anobi fouled out in only 15 minutes and Rondé Hollis Jefferson fouled out in only 19 minutes. I don't think I've ever seen that from two wings. So I don't know what was going on. I I didn't get to see any of the game, just sort of analyzing the box score here quickly. And one reason I want to mention that is that because those two guys fouled out, Patrick McCaw played 43 minutes. So I wanted to highlight that to make sure that our listeners didn't just glance at the box score, glance at the minutes played, 
and not dig in and realize why, why that is. And I think a lot of people are going to go to Macaw at 2.8. That's an extremely low price tag for somebody who could play over 40 minutes. Of course, he, I don't think he will again. But, um, you know, another reason I mentioned that is I'm just not that big of a fan of Macaw. But, you know, maybe he's settling in, settling in a little bit more here with his new surroundings because he put up good numbers, 18, 7, and 8. So certainly have to keep him in the in the pool. And he could match well with Steven Adams as, as I'm building lineups here. Uh, you could certainly pair him up with Adams just in terms of price tags and then get a lot of those guards because I do want to get Lowry and Van Vliet in most of my lineups as well. Yeah, um, I have uh... – I say I have uh, I have all the guards pretty much in my lineup. So I have Adams, I have Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, and Shy. Yeah, I've yep. I mean, I had the four guards in um, the first lineup I was I was building, and I'm certainly going to adjust it a little bit to get a lineup or two with Adams. But that's going to be my primary build: is get those four guards in and and go from there. Because we don't we don't really like the three and the four from. Oklahoma City, and you know, for for Toronto, I, I think OG is probably the guy that I would get some shares in in terms of you know the threes and the fours on either team. You know, he's at 5.4, and I think it would be a good spot for him to bounce back. You know, Rondé Hollis Jefferson at 5.6 has been doing well here with all these guys out, but he's you know that price tag's a little bit high. Um, and you gotta, you gotta keep Davis, uh, in your player pool 3.2 and he has, uh, decent shooting numbers. I hadn't looked at that in a while. Um, but I, I am impressed with him. So he's one of those guys on a showdown slate that I think could be a little bit low owned. Um, but you know, he could potentially be a a difference maker. Yeah, I like those calls. Um, Terrence Davis and Patrick Parver, the two ancillary pieces on the other side there that I was looking at. Um, I do expect that I think they will have some, you know, decent ownership just because <clears throat> they're, I think, uh, a lot better than the other guys on the side there. They're, you know, same price range. Um, and then I like your call about OG and Obi. Um, I think he will be uh, a lot better than Rondé Hollis-Jefferson just because uh, his minutes seem to be more secure, and Rondé and Chris Boucher sometimes, just depending on who's playing well, kind of trade off minutes. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned Boucher because I think he'll get a few more minutes. He only played 16 minutes today, but I think he will get more run here because with Noel in the lineup, they're going they're going to want to match up, and I think he's the natural natural guy to match up against Nerlens Noel. So. I, I think Boucher is, is important to consider. The crazy thing is, is when he went off last Sunday in the showdown slate for over fantasy points, he was, I think, like 2.2, some crazy low price. So they've certainly adjusted him all the way up to 6.6. So he's not he's not at the price we want him at, but I do think he's going to play more than the 16 minutes he played today. Yeah, um, I see. Yeah, I still like uh, OG a lot more than both those two, so... I, I like your original call there, and um, yeah, but Chris Boucher is always in play, especially for tournament play, just because we know he has that upside. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, make sure if you want to play that slate, you are ready to go before six o'clock Eastern and probably well ahead of that. A lot of these um, showdown slates on Sunday are a little bit smaller. So you want to get your entries in early if you want to play. Uh, So, again, six o'clock Eastern for that one. Now, before we get into the main slate, I just want to mention that you can follow all the news on Twitter at HoopBallFantasy. And you can also reach out to us. Miles is at M-Y-L-E-S 6565. I am on Twitter at Language Olympic. And the rest of our crew is uh, Coach is at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Mike is at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And then please do, if you have a minute, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. You can find it anywhere podcasts are find are, are found. Just search for NBA DFS today, and we'll be sure to pop up. All right, Miles, let's get into the main slate. It is four games. It's a later start. It's 8 p.m. on Sunday night, so you can watch a little football, get some entries in the 6 o'clock showdown, and then set your lineups for the 8 o'clock start, and we're going to start with Charlotte traveling to Memphis. This is the second time these teams have played. Memphis won the first one, 119 to 117. Um, We don't have any news. This is exciting. It's just a clean slate. Everybody's ready to roll. So why don't we start with the home team, Miles? What, What are your thoughts on the Grizzlies? So on the Grizzlies side, I'm liking Jonas Valanciunas a whole lot on this one. You know, <clears throat> Charlotte's front court is pretty weak, um, and they've allowed the second most fantasy points to center uh, centers um, over the season. And I think that yeah, Jonas Valanciunas has been great lately. He's been getting his minutes, um, so I don't see any reason why he can't go out there and you know crush it. Uh, the other guy I like too is uh, J- <clears throat> Triple J. Um, you know. Right along with that side note, too, is uh, they've allowed uh, the fourth most fantasy points to power forwards. And, I mean, as long as uh, Jaron Jackson doesn't get into foul trouble, um, he'll be able to hit value at 6,600. And then the one other guy I like on this side is uh, Dylan Brooks. He has struggled the last few games here, but, uh, you know, he can pop off. And um, Memphis has one of the worst uh, rankings against uh, shooting guards. Uh, they're actually, the I think, the raid second worst against them. So I like him a lot at 4,900, um, and, and that is all I have on the Memphis side. What do you have on the Charlotte side? Well, I will. I'll go into that in a minute. I want to make a couple more comments on the Grizzlies. One is that John Morant is at 6.4, and he did play in a back-to-back a little bit earlier in December. So we should expect him to play. This is. Saturday night right now that we're recording the podcast, so we don't have all of the latest news, so uh, keep an eye on that, but uh, I'm game scripting this as if he will play, Um, but I am still interested in DeAnthony Melton, and he's got a stat line that I want to mention because this is like the the first theme of the show here is fouling out in, in short minutes. He fouled out today in only 12 minutes and 56 seconds, but he also scored 17, 
had four rebounds, an assist, and two steals. So he really made the most of his 13 minutes. I really like that aggression. Uh, you know, maybe I don't know what it, what sort of holiday he had, but um, you know, all those numbers really jump out at me. So I, I'm going to have a couple shares of of Melton, and then I kind of like Clark better than Triple J here, just because of the price savings. So I'm going to get him in a lineup or two. Um, in terms of the Hornets, you know, I'm, I'm all about their backcourt again. You know, they both hit value against Oklahoma City on Friday night. Graham is once again under 8K. So I, I like that. And then Rogier at 6.9 in this matchup earlier in November, he went for 33, 5, and 6. So I, I think you can look at either or both of those guys. And if you need a value play, I'm probably not going to get to these guys because of a value play coming up. But Cody Martin, 3.3. He played 21 minutes um, in this matchup, I believe. And Monk, 3.4. He played 23 minutes. So, um, you know, again, maybe in tournaments you get them in one lineup. What are your thoughts on the Hornets? Uh, yeah, you hit Graham, so I like that call, and I also like Terry Rozier. Um, the one I had down here is Bismack Biombo at 4,700. Um, so yeah, Memphis is almost just as bad as Charlotte with uh, allowing a lot of uh, fantasy points to centers, and he's been getting you know 25 to 28 minutes range there, um, and he's been hitting value the last couple games in a row here. Um, I mean, yeah, Jaron Jackson is a pretty good defender, so I mean maybe he shuts him down a bit, but uh, I like him quite a bit, and um, I'll probably have a few shares of him. Um, and I do like your note on Brandon Clark, because, um, yeah, like I said, if Jaron Jackson Jr. does foul out, Clark's the one to come in and get all of his minutes. Right. Exactly. Let me just clean up that thought for a minute ago. In this matchup the first time, Cody Martin played 21 minutes, and Malik Monk played 29. So... Um, you know, it seems like this game sort of went small, and it was, let's see, today, um, Jones was, sorry, where am I looking here? Oh, Friday night. Okay, that's what I was, that's what I was looking at. Um, pulling up the Friday night box score. Okay, that's the game that Martin played 21 minutes in Monk 23. So sorry about sorry about the confusion there. But the point is, um, when they're getting over 20 minutes, you know, getting eight or nine shots, um, they could pay off at that low price range. And we do have some studs on this slate, guys named Harden and Luca and LeBron. So so keep those in mind if you're going to go with the stars and scrubs approach. Uh, speaking of which. Let's go to game two because that one involves Mr. Harden. It is another 8 o'clock tip. It is Houston traveling to New Orleans. These teams have played twice already. They've been two shootouts. Houston has won them both. They won the first one 126-123, then 122-116. In terms of news, we do have some big news. Westbrook is going to sit. He played tonight on Saturday. He's going to sit on Sunday. Capella is going to be out as well. So uh, some big openings in terms of minutes for Houston. And with the Pelicans, uh, I don't think we have any big news, do we, Miles? 
No, I haven't seen anything big on that side. Okay. So assuming they're at, uh, you know, full tilt here, who are you looking to on that side? So, yeah, the one guy I'm looking to is uh, Drew Holiday. Um, He's just been balling out lately. Um, I was a bit hesitant if Westbrook was going to play just because um, they are actually ranked second against point guards this year because of Westbrook. Um, Because Coach had mentioned earlier that uh, Westbrook had said that he wanted to focus more on defense, and he has been doing that this year, so kudos to him. But, yeah, with him out, I like uh, Drew Holiday here. Um, You know, I don't think – who's going to be coming in for him, do you think? Is it going to be Austin Rivers? Well, he could. Um, I think they're going to start, let's see, Tucker, House, Harden. Tonight they start Tyson Chandler for uh, Capella or they go somewhere else? Yeah, they did that tonight, right? So assume we do that again. And it could could be Rivers, could be McLemore. Uh, I'd say one of those two guys, but yeah, certainly follow the news on that. And thankfully, this is tipping off at the beginning of the slate, so we'll have that before we get started here on, on, with the with the lineup lock. But yeah, regardless, those guys aren't going to be playing the same defense that uh, Westbrook is. So I like Holiday. Um, the other guy I like is Ingram. I mean, you know what we've been seeing what he's been doing all season. Um, I mean, he's averaging 43 fantasy points over the season, and I mean his 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 floor is pretty much 40 right now. Um, I mean, he doesn't seem to have like any really like, super high explosive games or anything like that, but he just seems to always be hitting, you know, that 40 to 45 mark consistently. So, you know, I think he can definitely pay off his uh, price tag there. Um, the other guy I did have down here is Favors. Um, he's been doing great. Um, he's been the centerpiece of the team now that he's back. Um, you know, I think you said that he had a double-double tonight. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean... He's been playing great ball. Um, they seem to be using him a lot. The only issue I have here is that I'm worried that uh, they might go to a small ball lineup if uh, Rockets do the same. But, you know, maybe they don't. Maybe they keep him in there and they take advantage of that uh, mismatch at the center position. Um, so I'm not, I'm not 100% on which way that's going to go. But um, I do, like, I, I think that you should have a few shares of him. And, uh, yeah, he's just... He's been doing great, and he seems a lot more healthy now uh, since he's come back. Um, and then the other guy I do like, though, is Josh Hart, 4200. Um, he's been seeing close to that 30-minute mark, um, and if the Rockets, you know, decide to go small and maybe the Pelicans decide to play him a bit more, um, you know, just to match that small lineup. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm pretty well aligned with you. Um those are the four. I've got notes on those four as well as Ball. And, you know, let, let's start with Ingram just because in the first matchup he had – first matchup against Houston this year, he had 35-15-5. So I like him a lot at 8.1. And and let me just back up a step here and, and make sure I say that I'm going to be stacking this game heavily. Um, the over-under hasn't posted here, but, you know, as I described, the – the two matchups they, that these teams have had, they've averaged about 240 points. So uh, I'm going to be stacking this game. Uh, so Ingram's going to be in there for sure. And I, I like Drew Holiday, not quite as much as Ingram. Favors had a really nice full line in this second matchup, 13-12, 3-2-2, and, and now he doesn't have to deal with Capella. 
So uh, I'm interested in him. Hart, I think, is a nice value. Um, so, yeah, th- those are my guys. I- I'm looking at the same crew as you. But the place that I really get excited, and I think I can add some value here, is over on the Houston side. Harden, uh, Harden will certainly be in the lineup at 10.7 in the second matchup um, of this season when Drew Holiday was playing. Harden was able to go for 39-4-9. So I think he'll do just fine. He had another monster game here Saturday night. I have so a the- quick note on that, too, because if you're worried about the um, defense on the New Orleans side there, um, they've allowed the second most uh, actual points to opposing point guards this season and uh, the most fantasy points to point guards this season, actually. There you go. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's skewed, though, because I know at the start of the year, Holiday was out for a period of time, and I think also Alonso Ball was out, so maybe it was because they had other people playing that point guard position, but still, the fact that it's been over the entire season, it's still sitting like that, something must be going on there, but yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's a combination of things, including what you just said. I think those are big factors with Ball and Drew missing time. Um, they've also played Harden twice already, so that's going to skew the numbers. But uh, I, I was thinking about this one of the games I was watching recently with the Pelicans when they were playing Brooklyn, and you know Spencer Dinwiddie was going pick and roll at the top, and then you know they were switching. He was getting into the paint and going against one of the bigs, and so Drew Holiday's out of the picture at that point. So just because I think you know we agree that Drew Holiday is a great defender. Um, you know, even if he's playing the point guard, that doesn't mean that he's going to be able to stop them completely, if, depending on the defensive scheme and, and the offensive scheme, you know, how teams are, are running it. So um, I, I think, you know, we can we can love Drew as a guy who's going to get you steals and put up defensive numbers, but also realize that we can target New Orleans with point guards. And, you know, they are 24th overall as a team defensively, so we can target them in a lot of ways. And, you know, speaking of targeting them with point guards, I'm going to target them with Harden and the backup point guard in this matchup, which is going to be Chris Clemens. And if you don't know about Chris Clemens, this is the time to get acquainted with him. He's going to be in probably 90% of my lineups. He's min price. And as you know, I play tournaments. I think he's the perfect tournament play here. Um if you dig into the numbers when Westbrook has been out, the last two times Westbrook has missed a game this season, Chris Clemens played 28 minutes and 16 minutes. And his fantasy output, the first time was 26.75 DraftKings points. It's the second time, in only 16 minutes, he put up 31.5 DraftKings points. So he's averaging about 28, 29 points. And... He's at 3K. He's min price. So we're looking at, you know, 10x return on average in the last two games that Westbrook has been out. So, you know, he's going to be out there for me. I mean, there's nobody on the bench for the Pelicans that I'm scared about in terms of somebody who's going to defend him. I think he's going to come out and jack and he's he's an incredible shooter. So um, he's going to be paired up with Harden for me. And. You know, all the other guys who are going to play big minutes are at a pretty nice price, which really makes it easy to stack. You know, House and Tucker at 4.8, I think, are worth considering. 
We've got Ben McLemore at 4.0, Rivers 3.8, and then Hartenstein, uh, Min Price, played well tonight. Uh, I think he'll get some decent run as well. So you could actually play two Min Price Rockets along with Harden and, you know, set yourself up for a strong tournament lineup. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I also, I, I of those guys there, the one guy that I like the most, I think, is Austin Rivers at 3,800, um, just because he seems to always have a fairly safe floor for the most part when Westbrook is out. And then I also uh, have some interest in uh, Daniel House, just because he seems like he's been uh, upping his play here the last couple games. I do know that uh, the reason that he did well in that Golden State game was because, I guess, Golden State was running up to Harden and making him pass the ball to someone, and I guess a lot of times it was Daniel House that was open, and he was uh, getting some wide-open looks. Yeah, so, I mean, that that certainly could happen here. Um, you know, House is one of those guys where if he hits a few three-pointers, all of a sudden he's it's a lot easier for him to pay off value. So, again, I, I think this is going to be a fun game to stack, fun game to watch, and hopefully it'll stay close. All right, anything yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, even then, it doesn't really matter because of, uh, is it Coach Dan Antonio on that side for the yep. um, Rockets? Yeah, he doesn't seem to really care if it's a blowout or not. They're all just out there playing minutes. Yeah, Dan Tony will let uh, let Harden go and um, get big minutes, even though it's back-to-back, and even if they're up 15. So, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. All right, well, the other 8 o'clock game, the third 8 o'clock game, I don't expect to be as much fun in terms of, fantasy output it is sacramento traveling to denver both teams on the back end of a back-to-back and both times these two teams have played earlier in the season the total points scored has been under 200 even though the second game went to overtime so uh, that's why i'm not expecting a high scoring affair here with the the news in this game We've got Bagley still out for the Kings. And for Denver, Millsap sat out tonight on Saturday. So let's see if he's in the lineup. Again, it's late Saturday night, so we don't have the news yet. But uh, with that question mark, Miles, what are your thoughts on the Nuggets? So on the Nuggets side, I'm taking a look at uh, Gary Harris. Uh, At 5,000, you know, he performed well last time. And, um, you know, as um, Mike has brought up, quite a few times is that uh, this team struggles against shooting guards. Um, you know, and maybe that's why uh, Cooch uh, Luke Walton, their bench body healed yesterday because he wasn't liking that uh, defense. Um, and, you know, lately here, Gary Harris has been averaging three steals and at least 10 shot attempts over the past five games. So he's been uh, umping his game a bit here. So I think he can pay off that price tag. No problem. The other guy I like on this side is Nikola Jokic. Um, I mean, at 9100, that's a pretty fair price, especially against this uh, defense. I mean, he's been turning out the triple doubles here. Um, he's had three over the last eight games, and uh, of those uh, eight games, he's had at least six double doubles. So, I mean, there's no reason he can't pay off his price tag at 9100. The other guy I like is Will Barton. Um, 6,100, I think that's a fair price tag there. Um, last time out against them, he scored 40 fantasy points. And I just like him because he's that combo guard forward, and he kind of just does a bit of everything. You know, he's averaging 15 points, seven rebounds, three and a half assists, and a steal a game of the season. So, you know, I, I like that price tag. And 
I, uh, I like, I'm, I'm a big Will Barton guy. I always seem to have him in most of my lineups. Uh, what do you have on this side? Yeah, uh, Barton is my favorite in this matchup. Uh, I like that output in, in the last matchup against Sacramento. Um, I think Harris is a decent pivot. It, you know, if, if it makes sense with your lineup, I like I like those three steals a game. Um, I am not going to play Jokic. You know, he really has been playing better, but in both of these matchups, he's been both of these matchups earlier this season, he's been underwhelming. So, whatever it is, uh, he just hasn't he hasn't delivered. Um, so, in addition to Barton, I think my most the the, the most interest I have in this side of, on this side of the ball is what happens with Millsap. And if he's out again, then uh, if Plumlee is starting at under 4K, I would take a look at him. And then I think Michael Porter Jr. could be another min-price guy that you could get in here for a Stars and Scrubs lineup at only 3.0. I believe he played 19 minutes tonight. So he's been getting more, more run and more opportunities. So if Millsap is out... I would consider him as well. Yeah, Porter Jr. did get 19 minutes tonight. He had 23 fantasy points. Okay, there you I go. I think the one guy who has been starting, though, at that power forward position, I think it might be Jeremy Grant because he had 32 minutes tonight. Yeah, he 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 often does start in place of Millsap. Uh, when I looked at the box score, it looked to me like Plumlee started and Grant came off the bench. Um, I was looking on yep. the end. Pumley did play better in last minutes. He had 20 minutes and uh, he had uh, 26.25 uh, fantasy points. And I think uh, Jeremy Grant only had 19.5 and 32. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking. Both of the sites I'm looking at looks like Plumley was a starter. Um, got the 20 minutes, like you said. Grant got more minutes. Um, but you know, Plumley at 3.8, I believe. Um, I, I think he's worth considering if he starts. All right, over on the Sacramento side, um, with Bagley out, I, I have some interest in Rashawn Holmes. At 7.1, he has had double doubles in both of the matchups earlier in the season. He didn't do much tonight, and that price tag has gone up. So I don't really like the price tag, but um, he is. If I'm going to play any of the Kings, he is one of the two guys I'm looking at. The other one is Buddy Heald. And, you know, you referenced the sort of the the recent news with uh, him talking about a lack of trust with the coaching staff. And it, it seemed like he kind of responded well tonight. He played 37 minutes had 23, 5, and 2. So kind of back to what you would expect with um, with the Aaron Fox out. You know, we'd expect Heald's usage to go up. And and uh, so that's what we saw tonight. And I would, you know, I would consider that. I would consider him. You know, it's a tough matchup. The first time these guys played, he did almost nothing. But the second time, he was much better. So I would consider Heald. Uh, but he's not my favorite play on this slate just because of the defensive matchup. What, what are your thoughts? So, yeah, my thoughts on that were, yeah, I'm afraid of Buddy Heald just because he has had that bit of a struggle lately. Uh, he did play well tonight, but, yeah, um, the Denver Nuggets are, I believe, ranked number one against shooting guards. 
Um, I have a bit more interest in uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, just because you know he does well with De'Aaron Fox out as well. And he's coming off the bench, um, and I'm not if he's playing point guard. Um, they're not as defensively good at that position, but um, yeah, I like him at the six. Or what's he priced at tomorrow? I actually didn't have a note on that. Um, he's six thousand uh, again. Okay, yeah, so I like him. Um, and then, yeah, the Rashawn Holmes, I had him down as well. Um, and, yeah, he has been priced up. And, I mean, he did have a lousy performance tonight. But, you know, maybe we'll get him at a lower ownership because of that. And uh, the Nuggets are one of the worst teams, actually, against centers. So I do like him quite a bit here. And I also have uh, Nemnia Boishia at 5,700 um, with Baglio. You know, he's back in the starting lineup. And uh, he can have those big games. And I like him uh, in the front court more than I like the back court in this game. Okay. Yeah, certainly um, more minutes available there with Bagley out. Bielitsa played 30 minutes tonight. And you know, Harrison Barnes, um, he got 38 minutes tonight, double-double, 21 and 10. The last time they played uh, Denver, he had 30 points. So he's at 5.1. Um, maybe a rare occasion where I'll actually get him in a lineup or two. Yeah, I don't knock you for that. I've uh, played Harrison Barnes a couple of times throughout the season, and, I mean, if he uh, hits, he can uh, help you, you know, <clears throat> get a decent lineup in there. Well, that's what we're all about tonight, and we've got one more game here. All of a sudden, we're at the last game. It's the 9:30 matchup between the Mavs and the Lakers, and that is full of better-than-decent players. I mean, absolute studs with Luka LeBron and, and AD, sort of a, a big percentage of the high-priced players on this slate. Um, we have, you know, we've we've dissected this matchup a couple times here because it's the third matchup between these two teams. Luka was, um, you know, he's been the man leading Dallas to victories both times out. This one is going to be in L.A. Again, both teams coming off a of back-to-back. Um, Miles, why don't you break this down from the Mavericks perspective? Yeah, I was just going to make a note too on uh, how you said uh, they're full of studs, but you know how we always do the studs and uh, the duds kind of lineups for her uh, things. Well, yeah, these guys are going to be. Uh, it, this is that they are the real life studs and duds teams. Um, the last time <laughs> yes. I was like, it's just been LeBron James and Anthony Davis doing everything for the one side. And then on the opposite side, it's pretty much it's almost has been, I mean, Luka Doncic and, you know, like maybe Przingis and a bit of like DeLon Wright, but it's that's what they are. Um, yeah, so this is their, their third time meeting this season, right? Correct. Yeah, and the, the series is tied at 1-1, is it not? Is it? I thought Dallas had won both games. I'm pretty sure the first game the Lakers ended up taking, because that's when LeBron James said, I'm not taking this from you, uh, Luka, I'm going to show you what's up. Because he had that 38, 16, and 12 or something like that. All right. I will pull that up um, and double check while you're while you're breaking down the Mavs. All right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, on the Mavs side here, of course, like we were mentioning, I like Luca here. Um, he's averaged a triple-double in this series so far. Um, yeah, he uh, has pulled them to victory in this matchup before because of that. I mean, the kid's just phenomenal we know that it's the same thing over and over again but i mean uh he's great and i mean tonight at uh 
the start of the fourth quarter, he had 78 fantasy points. Um, I think it was 31 points. Was it 15 rebounds, 12 assists, and five three-pointers made? So, I mean, he's just he's pretty just much just unstoppable. Um, so, I like him a bunch. The other guys I have on this side of the ball are I have Dillon Wright. Um, in the last game out, he had 25 minutes, and he had five rebounds, nine assists, and 19 points. I mean, you know, the first game they played, he didn't do as good. But um, of all the guards on that side, I think he's the one that I would, you know, throw in there for a, you know, mid-tier value kind of guy. Um, then the other guy on the side of the ball is, is obviously Perzingis. Um, first two times out against this team, he hasn't done anything amazing. But uh, I feel like since he's, uh, you know, it was that little stretch there where uh, it was all about Perzingis because Luca was out, I feel like he has stepped up his play. So, you know. Hopefully uh, he's gotten into gear here and he can continue on and uh, hopefully he gets himself going in this game. Have any other notes on that side of the ball? Well, very similar. Um, and you were right. The Lakers won the first matchup. So this is uh, tied one to one. And, you know, it's it's really the Lucas show. Like you said, the guys – the guards for Dallas that have been playing well off and on recently, THJ Curry, they've done almost nothing in this matchup. The, the strong Lakers guards have really been effective against them, except for Wright. So I, I, I do have some interest in DeLon Wright. And um, the other guy that I don't think you mentioned is Dwight Powell at 4.9. I always have a little bit of a soft spot for him. And you know he hasn't been excellent this season by by any stretch, but he's done he's done well in this matchup. First time out 14 and five, second time 15 and nine. So I like those numbers with a, a 4.9 fright, uh, price tag. But Porzingis, I, I mean, I agree he certainly has stepped up with Luca out um, and he's in in more of a groove. But I just don't think I'll get him in my lineup. So I'm, I'm just looking back over the slate. Um, with Brandon Ingram at 8.1, you know, at that forward position, I, I think I'm going to probably pick Ingram almost every time. Would you, um, how do you compare those two on this slate? Oh yeah, I'm with you. I'd Hyverson, uh, take Ingram okay. majority of the time there. Maybe, you yeah. know, throw in like one or two Przingis lines maybe, but I'm sure. definitely leaving heavily towards uh, the Ingram side. Okay, good. All right, well, over on the Lakers side, um, LeBron is at 9.8. Nice savings from Luca, and you know he's sort of iffy, you know, compared to typical LeBron with a bit of a groin issue here since Christmas. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. They are still playing right now as we speak on Saturday night, so no recent news yet for him. Um, but I, I do like him better than AD in this matchup based on their performance earlier in the season. I think you have to consider Kuzma at 4.8. You know, he scored 25 on Christmas, so his price hasn't quite probably got to the point where it should be. I'll always consider Rondo at 4.5, um, but, you know, probably won't get as much of him on this slate as I normally would. Um, potential value play Avery Bradley at 3.3 and that's going to be about it like you mentioned in this matchup has been the studs and duds so I probably won't do anything else sort of on those um, you know middle middle tier pricing guys 
But um, what's your analysis of the Lakers? Yeah, um, on the Lakers side there, yeah, I do like LeBron and Anthony Davis because they're both are priced under that 10K. I mean, they are only 200 and 300 less, but I, I do like the fact that they're below that mark. Um, and we know that LeBron definitely gets up for this matchup. So, I mean, if he is feeling healthy enough, he will go out there and he will do everything he can to win this. Um, and then, you know, I've taken a look back here now and I'm looking at Przingis and at 8,200, yeah, now I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't think I really have that much interest on him. I actually didn't have his price written down, but now that I take a look at that, I'm, yeah, I'm not as high on that as all. Um, but, you know, after you mentioned Dwight Powell's numbers there, I do like that. And then also, I mean, they probably will need him in the front court just due to uh, JaVale and uh, Dwight being out there. They need that size. Yeah. Yeah, and if we could just get 30 minutes out of Powell and, um, you know, man, one of these days he's, he's really going to pay off. So maybe this will be it. Um, well, how about some final thoughts on the slate here? We've mixed in some value plays. Um, there's only four games on the main slate, a bunch of studs. I think there's a way and a path to building a lineup with Harden, Luca, and LeBron. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think you can make that work? Should we try you it? Could. You could try it. Um, I'm going to be putting a bunch of money on that one. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a tournament play. Um, I do think you can do it. Um, it's just, you know, it's always that thing of just finding the, the right scrubs there that are going to perform well in the night. Um, and like we had mentioned, though, I think a lot of those guys are, like you said, going to be coming from the Houston side of the ball in that Houston and New Orleans uh, game. Yep. And then, I mean, otherwise, I'm trying to think, do we have many other really? I mean, I think Dillon Wright at 4,000 is pretty good. That's yep. pretty cheap, and that's a reasonable price there. Um, and then, yeah, like, yeah, I think it's mostly going to be a lot of those those Rockets guys picking the right guys out of that game. Well, here's what I want to do. I, well, you know, we'd like to give out – challenges and encourage our listeners to share their positive results with us so you've heard my take on chris clemens i would like to hear from our listeners if you if you're with me on chris clemens you get him in your lineup send us a screenshot of your your highest finishing team with chris clemens and if for some reason you don't like our take on chris clemens send us your best lineup without him and and try and prove me wrong I think he will be in the winning lineup. Um, hopefully I can construct it. If not, hopefully one of our listeners can construct it, or you will, Miles. But that's what I want to see. I want to figure out if Chris Clemens can actually be the difference maker on this slate. I think he can. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as high on Chris Clemens. I know that uh, I believe <laughs> Coach earlier in the season also was high on him. I don't know. I just, I'm not, just because the minutes aren't there, I'm just, I'm afraid of it. I, okay. I'm more on the Austin Rivers side of that thing. So okay. maybe we can have our own little bet there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, well, I'll take you straight up, Clemens. Right. You know, Rivers is 3.8, so you've got a, a more expensive commodity oh, there. Expensive, yeah. Clemens' min price is only 3.0. Yep. Yeah, well, let's do that straight up. And, uh, okay. Are we going to lay some ground rules here, or are we going to be bickering on uh, Twitter like <laughs> Mike and Coach are? Oh, I think we're more mature than that. We, we don't we don't need any ground rules. <laughs> and I mean, I guess our bet isn't really as you know substantial as theirs because you know they're gonna be wearing that chicken suit whoever loses that. So right, 
Well, that's that's some pretty big uh, pretty big uh, wagering on that. Yeah, well, we can figure out a prize later on, but this is going to be a fun one to watch for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. it should be good, and I, I do enjoy the little bit smaller of slates. I find when the 13 game slates just it's a lot of uh, a lot of homework when there's that many uh, games going yes. on. Yes. Um, and that was impressive, uh, Mike and Coach, going for almost two hours on the, what was it, 14-game slate here on Saturday. So they will be back on tomorrow for the Monday slate. So be sure to tune in for that. Uh, Miles, it was a pleasure having you on this Saturday night for Sunday slate. Uh, I want to wish our listeners the best of luck with their lineups on Sunday. So without further ado, we'll wrap it up here. For Miles Hartley, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for listening to Hoopball DFS Today. This has been a Hoopball presentation.